0: An animal welfare expert says there is nothing that could ever convince him live animal exporting can be safe. So why is the government considering reintroducing the practice? For that and everything else worth talking about, find and follow Newsable wherever you listen to podcasts. Hi, I'm Philippa Toney and welcome to the Long Read from Stuff. This week's story is called The Wonderful World of Pedigree Guinea Pigs. It's by Stuff's Virginia Fallon and takes us into a world where the best bodies look like bricks and $35 buys you the chance of a championship. At a Pororua guinea pig show, she meets the people who know good things really do come in small packages. Here's John O'Williams reading Virginia's story.
1: Oakley ivory is flipped onto her back, revealing a small silverbeet stain on her belly. You have to look at the guinea pig both as individual parts and as a whole, says Barbara Coles before writing the animal to examine her face, meticulously checking ears, eyes, and mouth. Then, as her subject sits stock still on a small square of velvet, Coles surveys from above, scrutinizing the body's form and running her hand along soft flanks. This judging demonstration is purely that, a demonstration, because Oakley Ivory has already won today, scooping the top prize in an unprecedented upset at Mana KV Club's show. Known by her pet name Ivy, the nine-month-old was found to be the perfect piggy package, scurrying to victory as best in show, shocking her owner Wendy Miller, who's still reeling hours later. She says... It's almost unheard of for such a young Rex to win, especially a female one, it's rare. Usually you have to wait a few years until their coat matures, because with Rexes, it's all about the hair. Rex, Agouti, self white, self black, panda, Abyssinian, crested and sheba, all breeds represented in the straw stuffed boxes crowding Porirua's niblick hall. Here, a table offers $5 lice treatment and a nail clip. Another, all manner of memorabilia, while in the kitchen, macaroni cheese and slices of lolly cake have been made by club members for sale. Over in the corner, a child cradling a wig eyes up those animals wanting homes, ultimately finding them wanting. He's betting the long-haired Peruvian in his arms will win the imminent pet heats, It took all day to brush her, he says. Later, another small boy will demonstrate how his pig bends over backwards, arching like an eyebrow when he pats it in a particular way. Lips curled, paws splayed, it looks like it's in rigor mortis or something even worse. I make that same wee sound that guinea pigs do when I see it. Back at the opposite end of the hall, Coles is readying herself to judge the pets, Those guinea pigs not in the running for the show's formal categories. It's still a serious task assessing them, though one with far less pressure when compared to the high stakes of real competition. A veterinary nurse with 40 guinea pigs of her own, Coles has been a New Zealand KV Council judge for years, travelling around the country to shows where 30 to 60 animals are normal. Last month, at her first international appointment in Australia, things were quite different. She says, It was their Winter Champions, so I had 160 to judge in a day. It was amazing. They have a lot of colours and breeds we don't have. We'll get two or three wrecks here, and they had 20 in a class. Judging any show's entrance is done by a process of elimination – With the Rex, Coles looks for froggy big eyes rather than little tiny ones. A Roman nose and a wide face. Hair is all important, as is that nuggety little body shape. Being cobby is a desirable trait. You don't want them looking like a sausage, she says. Cobby is a term featuring often in the standards used by the New Zealand KV Judges Association. It's in those 84 pages that the perfect example of each breed is laid out in precise detail, as are myriad imperfections seeing pedigrees consigned to pets. Pity the merino coronet penalised for an excessively frizzy or straight coat, upright ears or snipy nose. Likewise an English self, whose pronounced head quiffs will lose points, while side whiskers or a fatty eye will see a straight-out disqualification. Then there are pink foot pads or toenails that'll cost any black point Himalayan, while quiffs on the belly will see a panda standard struck out. Karen Higgy knows all too well it's a tough task producing the perfect pig, as in the nine years she's been breeding and showing, only one has achieved the title of Supreme Champion. <laughs> Today, she's brought 19 of the 45 animals occupying her Ōtaki stud, the guinea pig equivalent of a breeding stable or kennel. She says, the last two weeks have been absolutely hectic with grooming. You've got to take the guard hairs out of the coat, and then you've got nails and ears. With the whites, you've got to keep them absolutely spotless. It's impossible. Grooming-wise, Higgy uses a mild shampoo for her pig's hair and a soft toothbrush to lightly scrub their ears. She used to breed and show Shetland dogs, giving it up when they became harder to care for as she aged. Then my grandkids got guinea pigs, a boar and a sow, but their husky liked them just a bit too much. Stupid me said I'd take them and before I knew it, Star had given birth and the rest is history, she says. Some of that history is accompanying Higgy today. 15 show animals, a basket of knitted pigs for sale, a couple of older, real ones just along for the ride. Three-year-old Dream is now retired, while Oakley Arctic Poppy, Poppet for short, used to be a breeding pig and is now a grandmother. Poppet survived postpartum paralysis caused by her last litter, the condition losing her control of her hind legs. Now four, she's just about at the end of her life. Asked for a favourite, Higgy forages in the straw to unearth nine month old Afghan roadie, show name Seabreeze King of the Road. She says, it's his attitude. When you go outside to feed him, he's first in line always, squeaking when you open the cage. He makes the loudest noise, don't you? You're a very cheeky boy.
0: Today on Newsable, the coalition government is considering reintroducing the exporting of live animals after it was banned by Labour last year. What one animal welfare expert has to say about it? Plus, can rugby and politics ever really be separated? We're talking controversial haka ahead of this weekend's latest round of super rugby matches and the unusual form of currency a US library is accepting for fines. For everything that's worth talking about, find and follow Newsable wherever you get your podcasts
1: Unlike that of the expensive dogs Higgy left in her past, the world of pedigree cavies is far more accessible. A good candidate for showing will start at about $35, though you can pick up a pet for 10 bucks or so. Higgy sells her pets for $20. Financially, it costs him more to raise them, and emotionally, even more to say goodbye. Every time I have to home a baby, I cry. I was like that with the puppies too, she says. Although guinea pigs have been shown in New Zealand since 1976, started by a couple of relocated Brits who missed their pedigree cavies, the rodent is an ancient domesticated animal. In 2020, researchers from Otago University used DNA from archaeological guinea pig remains to find every KV today derives from Peru, where the animals were first domesticated as early as 5000 BC. They were brought to Europe in the late 1500s or early 1600s as exotic pets, then to North America in the early 1800s. By the late 18th century, the rodents were used in medical research because of their biological similarities to humans. That's where the old adage of being a guinea pig comes from. Back in Niblick Hall, the pet show is underway as three contenders take their places on the table, child owners hovering. Barbara Cole has slipped on her white coat again and is studiously examining the cavies a clear front-runner, already apparent to the audience. Watching on, a parent says he does much of the caring for his children's pigs, pets meant to be a cheap and easy option before the reality of grooming, clipping, and prices of fruit and vegetables hit home. What sort of ridiculous animal doesn't make the shit it needs to survive, he asks, referring to the rodent's inability to produce vitamin C before answering his own question. Other than humans, that is. This show for the Mana Club marks a return from the COVID cancelled events of the past two years. Last year, a virtual show took place, allowing guinea pigs to beam in from around the North Island. Today's fancy dress theme is favourite food, which, perhaps in a nod to the cost of living crisis, appears to have been ignored. Nonetheless, pets and their owners are summoned to the judging table where Shadow, Jellybean and Lizzo await their fate. Ultimately, it's bad news for Lizzo. Brick-like, bright-eyed, but let down by dirty ears and dandruff. She comes third, as her owner heads off to another table to buy shampoo. Later, the Peruvian also bottoms out, its previously precocious person defeated. No, he doesn't want to talk about it. Ancient, foreign, utterly unreadable, other guinea pigs win and lose. Born with eyes open, teeth present, they walk within minutes, wean at three weeks, and breed at eight. Litters comprise of up to eight pups, and that week week sound is just one of the eleven noises the animals make. Surprisingly smart these things. When Wendy Miller pops the victorious ivy on one of those velvety squares to pose for photographer Juan Sarama. The pig stays put. She says, when they're babies, we'll put them on the board. And when they move, we'll put them back on. And eventually, they get it. Until something spooks them, that is. Ivy hasn't been spooked by anything, but has left something resembling a sort of natural tic-tac on the table. Judge Cole says, they don't lose points for that. It's not something you can control. Mana Cavey Club is now in its seventh year, says Carrie ann Miller, its president. Guinea pig people are good people, always supportive and celebrating wins, even when it's another member enjoying them. It's about community, a shared interest in something sweet. A gold coin buys entry to the show, but when a member uncorks the guinea pig piggy bank seeking change for the nail-clipping table, it coughs up only a few dollars. Karen Higgy has priced her exquisite into Toys at Seven. That homemade mac and cheese is just four bucks a bowl. Still, the guinea pigs and their people parade. The animals needing a home have found one. Wendy Miller's Ivy has won the big prize. Her daughter's pig Pearl Havey Limon Jr has scored reserve in show. Lizzo, meanwhile, is heading home for a damn good shampooing and all-round clean-up just as the wig and its small boy are nowhere to be found. Her name is Floppy, says the kid about that backwards bending pig, imprinting one last strange image as the media head for the door and back to our constant cycle of bad news. Where I come from, says Sarama the photographer, guinea pigs are food.
0: That was the wonderful world of pedigree guinea pigs on the Long Read from Stuff, written by Virginia Fallon, read and produced by John Williams. If you listen via our website, you can hear this story and more like it on the Long Read podcast, available on all the usual platforms. If you liked what you heard, please do give us a five-star rating and a review. It helps other listeners find us. Thanks for listening. Ka kite anō. If you liked listening to this pod, Help us make more like this. Visit stuff.co.nz/support. I'm Tova O'Brien and each week my podcast Tova will bring you big interviews, exclusive stories and expert analysis from politics and beyond. It's a politics pod with a difference, putting the stories that matter to you front and centre. You can find the show at stuff.co.nz forward slash Tova or wherever you get your podcasts. A week is a long time in politics. Whatever happens, we got you.